Bigger than Capes. Give me some silence. Hello, welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I am Zach, and this week I'm joined by all of you. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Great, great job. Um, you you want to do an individual, like, hi, I'm this guy, and I do this thing. And... Hi, I'm this guy, and I do this thing. It's <sighs> immediately going to do it. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi, I'm He's Matt. that guy, and he does that thing. <laughs> yep, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you can all just shout your names, please. Uh, Will. <laughs> Angela. Okay, this has been a painfully awkward start to the episode, and I am having a good old time. This is our first... I should pro- I'm should. i going to tell people like what this is, so they're like, not just in the dark. <laughs> it sounds like it's being blasted into your ears. <laughs> um... So, this is our first round table, roundup, indie roundup, as we're calling it. Our uh, our best of January, I guess. Or maybe not best of January, but the January we've experienced. Yeah, the ones yeah. we decided are the best. Yeah, the ones that looked most interesting. Yeah. To us. Yeah. At the, at the time of choosing comics. Yeah. <laughs> So we're we're going to talk about four books. That's uh, allegedly one choice each, and definitely not just all the number ones we found. <laughs> it, it was quite mine, a fast one. Mine was a choice. Mine was a definite choice. Yeah. Yeah. So mine. Uh, yeah, a choice was made. <laughs> <laughs> but first. Matt, tell us something about our sponsor. Ah, oh, Swerve, what? <laughs> yeah, so we are, as always, sponsored by Travelling Man. Uh, they have stores at Zach. York, Newcastle, Leeds, Manchester. And they are great. I, they're currently, uh, you, can't, you can't go actually into the stores due to uh, the lockdown situation, but they are available still online at Zach. <laughs> Travelingman.com. Thank wow. you, Zach. Um, yeah, they're great. I've been going there for an amount of time that makes me feel incredibly old when I think about it. They always have an incredible range of comics, uh, board games, um, collectibles and memorabilia, all sorts, like yeah, if you want your if you want your Magic the Gathering cards or whatever other trading cards that the youth are playing these days, it's okay. We're uh, on BBC. <laughs> other trading cards are available. I am yeah. A, yeah, I am out of touch enough to be working at the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, they're great. You should definitely buy your comics from them. Well said, Matt. I appreciate I sprung that on you, but I like to think you bounced back quite well. Thank you. I just couldn't remember anything. <laughs> Any of the travelling man trivia. The travelling trivia. <laughs> Apart from the fa- I was like, well, I know they have a store in York and Manchester. That's all we can ask. So, 
How would people feel about news? You guys want some comic book news? I, I love some comic book do, news. Hell, yeah. do, do you guys have any comic book news? No. You expect us <laughs> to be prepared for the news segment? No. Jolly good. All right, I've got three things. Yay. Um, I'm going to go at them in no particular order, and um, you're all going to react as if you're excited by them and not just kind <laughs> of apathetic. So, first up, when myself and William here talked about Hello. Heathen, we talked about the fact that Rom V had been announced for a new vault title this year with um, Anandar K doing the art. And um, we got into the fact that I've it was either going to be Mecha Kaiju rom-com mm-hmm. or it was going to be post-apocalyptic radio. And now we know it's post-apocalyptic radio. It's, uh, I thought you were going to say it was going to be both. Oh, oh, I'm disappointed <laughs> now. Um, no, what we're actually getting is Radio Apocalypse. Um, the art style is much more graffiti's wall than blue and green. Those are two touchstones of different art styles, if you've <laughs> read any Anandake yeah. drawn books before. Um, and the description that this book has been given is a mixtape for the end of times. I think just the premise of it sounds rad. So I'm, and uh, everything I've read from Rumby so far has been pretty good. So, yeah, I'll have more, please. Yeah. No, that's that sounds really interesting. Like, whilst I am sad that I'm not going to finally get my book where, um, like, Rodan and uh, Anguiros, like, uh, have to deal with the romantic tension between them. Um <laughs> I am happy to 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 get this uh, radio uh, based uh, like post apocalyptic book. If he hasn't yeah. got a chapter called "All We Need Is Radio Geiger Counter," then <laughs> oh, all we need is, yeah, all we need is Radio Geiger. That's great. Yeah. Oh. That's, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with myself. Yeah. Actually, don't don't edit this out because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that stolen. That's good. You want that copyrighted? You yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Post yeah. this podcast uh, to me. Make sure, yeah, make sure that you've got it time stamped when he said that. It's all good stuff, guys. I'm, I'm proud of it. I am. Um, I think it's safe to say Radio Apocalypse issue one is probably going to appear in a future roundup. But yeah. definitely, yeah. Um, and I'm all about it. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I've got another title, another new one by Ooh. a bunch of indie people we like as well. And um, Image teased quite extensively for the best part of some time, a week, two, seven, who knows? No, probably a week. Um, that they were doing a book with. Michael Walsh, Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson, and Jeff Lemire. And that's going to be called The Silver Coin, and it's going to be a horror anthology that has... I was going to say, like, with that sort of killer's row, like, you want it to be just, like... Yeah, it would be really dope to have a new anthology. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's interesting because it's an anthology with one artist and various writers, which is... Mm kind of different in yeah yeah it's it's funny i I can't remember where i read it but i read somewhere of somebody complaining like they just don't make comics in anthologies anymore like they used to in the good old days and in this last maybe two three years or so they just seem to be springing up all over the place Mm. and 
I'm all yeah. for it. I love that little short story. Uh, I recently yeah. got um, the Future Shocks, uh, oh, 2018 yeah. Future Shocks mm. annual from 1988, the year of my birth. It nearly kicked off uh, an, an insane collection of like annuals, and they got really expensive. So I pulled back I... from that idea <laughs> sharp. But the yeah. Future Shocks one is real good. I, I I had one point like uh, it was either one of the 2000 AD it was either like the 2000 AD annual or the Judge Dread annual um, from the from one of the 90s ones I think and it had um, Dread like that, that was Dread was there and there was a sarcophagus and like he was opening <laughs> a sarcophagus if I remember correctly. It's it's difficult to think too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you're right, Will, though. I think there's been a, a new crop of anthology books recently, um, particularly sci-fi anthologies. I think there's yeah. been a whole bunch of them, and I am all about it. I think it's always... It's kind of reminded me how much I quite like short stories and little random stories that don't necessarily go anywhere, I think. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, weren't we, Zach? Just about, like... Yeah, we were. Liking... Sh- like i've kind of recently rediscovered uh, my love of like um short fiction mm-hmm. uh, um like you know like maximum sort of like 20 or 30 page little um little like little bits of prose and stuff like i've been reading like um I, like a whole bunch of like uh, isaac asimov um short stories and stuff so like i yeah just like the 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 kind of power and and the skill needed to Mm. to make a whole sort of story like in that is as much of a skill as being able to plot out and plan you know a 60 issue um like a, a 60 issue image book Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, it sort of goes to show that most stories are probably too long. <laughs> there, there is that. I mean, there are there are some things that you know could have been shorter, and sometimes yeah. it's 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 harder to be short, but sometimes it's better to be short because then you don't outstay your welcome. I think the real true. the real difficult thing is just knowing what the right when to like, stop. Yeah, yeah, and having that kind of nous, I think, is pretty hard to decide. But um, I think we've discussed it before. I mean, there's a crop of like one volume books coming out from a lot of publishers at the moment. Mm. It's not exactly an anthology, but I just I do like that you kind of dip your toe in the water, you get a good story, and then you move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that intrigues me most about Silvercoin is the fact that. This is a lot of people, I mean, Jeff Lemire aside, obviously, this is a lot of people who, and without sounding melodramatic, are um, imprisoned at Marvel. Yes. (laughs) Poor souls, yes. Have they said if there's like a unifying theme? Yeah, there's going to be some overarching theme, which is the silver coin. and Right, okay. Um. I feel like I, I I definitely know more, but I can't remember it. So I'm just <laughs> going to pretend I don't know more, and that's all I know. Uh, so there is going to be a connection between all the stories. Yeah. Um, but 
Ed Brisson, <laughs> I can't think of the last indie book he did that I have read. I feel like he's... He, I know I liked his Ghost Rider, but that doesn't feel very indie. And um, I, I don't feel like I've read any indie Kelly Thompson books. Mm. I, I feel like she writes Marvel books I think are really cool and uh, Marvel readers disagree. And yeah, that's <laughs> and usually how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's a group of writers that I'm kind of really excited to see them do horror. I feel like Jeff Lemire is getting more and more horror at times at the moment. and Sad the... misery horror, yeah. Oh, yeah. Delicious sad misery horror. <laughs> it's in um, language. And I feel like Ed Brisson is always on the edge of horror. Zadarsky is, we've seen um, little glimpses of horror in the last couple of years. Um, and I I don't know. I, I feel like I've never had any Kelly Thompson horror. And maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe what, that's I what I need. We've been missing it. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be pretty weird. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a weird group of creators. It's good names, and I think there's at least two or three in there that everybody's going to like yeah. something from it. And I think that's the, the pros and cons of an anthology is sometimes there's going to be one story that's a bit rubbish, but when it is an anthology, you can just ignore that one. Yeah, you can just live with yeah. it and move on. Yeah. Um, I, I have one last piece of news, and it's... You know when it's the kind of news that's been mentioned for so long now that it's kind of inevitable i guess (laughs) so joe glass has a new kickstarter or will have a new kickstarter in the next month or so which is the miracles um he's mentioned frequently that it's a premise that he's had for a long time almost as long as he's had the pride and it's a another superhero book um what, what do you guys reckon? You want some more Joe Glass superhero in? Yeah. Has he, yes, has he given do. how the pref, how it how it differs? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a dramatic pause there. We thought something was good now. I uh, nothing. I like the pride. Um, I'd be happy for more. I just think if it, if it's being sold as like this is a a different premise, I kind of want to know what what that means. I, like. <laughs> I like the, I like the characters and world he's built, but if we're moving away from them, like why? I guess I think the the thing is, um, what I've gleaned from past conversations with Joe Glass and, um, kind of his work recently is that he, while the pride has gone on to kind of be definitive of who Joe Glass is and what you expect from him, I think he's got a lot of interest in being more than that so he did acceptable losses which is kind of this dark gritty captain america book Mm. and then he did glitter vipers which is obviously closer to the pride in some ways but more real world in others um so the representation there i mean to be fair he always has pretty strong representation and things that yeah um, a lot more representative than a lot of mainstream comics. Well, um, but I, I feel like this is him trying to do a more classic superhero book, whereas The Pride is strong on its message, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is going to be more classic superheroes, but still with a strong message of diversity and representation right. and good stuff. And 
I think this is going to be about Joe Glass showing that he can do everything and yeah, people should, game. people should give him more work, I guess. I think that's it. I just wanted, yeah. I just wanted to know that it is, if he's going to do something different, is it different? But it's, it certainly sounds it. So yeah, that'll yeah. Uh, give that a go. Yep. Good, good start, guys. Yeah. <laughs> News. Um, so that that's everything I had this week, news-wise. This month, news-wise, I guess, because I collected it all up into this one bite-sized chunk. <laughs> that was January. I've come, I've come across much of much interest. Um, King in Black has sold better than Future State. Um, nobody will remember in two years. <laughs> Either way. Uh, someone else's Venom. I don't know. I'm flicking through the news and it's all boring. <laughs> I just feel like no matter what time of year it is, you can probably look at Marvel News and go, somebody else's Venom. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's going to write the book about the STD that they've all got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, no, I, I got nothing for news. It's, it's sad because it's plausible. Um, <laughs> that That is fine. I um, We don't have to have news. We're already like 20 minutes in. We can afford to move past the news at this point. Yeah. And that includes the news. <laughs> and therein which is the end of the news, yeah. Um, that's how I think the, the like news on TV should end, just like, we're, we're 20 minutes in, let's just... <laughs> I'll tell you anything else. Just wrap uh, this one up. It's uh, not worth dragging yeah. out. Man. I only I only put you know twenty minutes on the car in the car park. I didn't come forward to pay for more, so I've got to leave you now. No more news. I've got I'm to afraid, go. It's, it sort of ruins my story because I can't remember any of the fine details. But there is a day where there was just no news, and on the radio, the presenter came on and said there is no news, and then they just played like fifteen minutes of Vivaldi, and that was it. Moved on. It's- I can't remember which song it is, but there is a Scroobius Pip song that references that. Excellent. Um, also, and I, this is a long-running joke on every podcast I've done, but if Scroobius Pip wants to make an appearance on Bigger Than Capes, we will have him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> One day he's going to take me up on it, and we'll see who gets the last laugh. <laughs> On that bombshell. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, the way to end the news. Shall we get started on this week's, this month's indie roundup? In in just just one question with on that bombshell and stuff. Do you do you think that in general we can make our when when we do a news segment we can make it more like the day to day or uh, or brass eye. I like to think we can try. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah. Like, um, I'll be, uh, like, you can be Chris Morris, Zach. Um, Will can be Peter O'Hanrahanrahan. I'll be Alan Partridge. (laughs) (laughs) You're digging yourself a very shallow news grave there, Zach. (laughs) Um, (laughs) An oblique 90s reference. (laughs) (laughs) Classy. I like to think we do an incredible job of routinely alienating our audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could just start making Tracks up news. must have a foot like a traction engine! 
just start making up things like yeah so uh, uh comics truth behind, <laughs> truth behind saga hiatus was uh fiona staples was blinded from a ray of light from brian k vaughan's shiny head <laughs> and we could just make up new stories it wouldn't be yeah. the first time that's what most news outlets do these days <laughs> yeah whenever we don't have news we'll just improv based around what we do know about comics yeah we'll yeah. be a much less funny version of the hard times or the onion yeah <laughs> uh, speaking so. yeah so See. comics <laughs> yeah so four books and um, by the look of the draw, Will, you're up first on the intros. And I've got the hardest one. I want you all to know that, listening. You are such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, he's wrong. So, the book I have is Serial Number One. It was written by Terry Moore. The art was by Terry Moore. The cover colorist was by Steve Hamaker. It was published by Abstract Studios, which is owned by Terry Moore. <laughs> it's basically Terry Moore's book and just his book. Uh, it is about a, uh, a, a mysterious and seemingly unageable woman who purposefully kills a man uh, who is harassing her by kicking him off a cliff. Uh, it appears she's probably got some trauma in her past, which spurns her on to kill uh, but it's pretty vague. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote down all the characters' names for our convenience, and there are wow, all of th- all of three. <laughs> we have our mysterious prepared, girl, Will. Kendall. The man she kills, Brandon, and his wife, Jill. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this book. What like I know this book was about twenty something, was like twenty pages. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it felt like two. It's an incredibly quick, yeah, quick read. It's like the art is great and lovely and all sorts of stuff, and like it has Terry, like Tamil's like usual kind of ability to like switch between like styles and stuff that you. You know, you got seeing like the various sort of like Strangers in Paradise books, um, and and stuff like. So like, but it's just it's so, so quick. Um, I think, yeah, it's a really quick read, but it's a really like decompressed story. Yes, or what there is of a story at this point. Um, yeah, because we don't learn a lot about Kendall why no. she's doing what she's doing um i've got to say i actually found the pace of it quite refreshing i think mm. um in a lot of comics sometimes you can get where situations or kind of uh, people's actions are uh, very quick and it is sort of expected of you as the reader to understand that a thing has happened because from one panel to the next like that thing mm. has changed like somebody changing clothes, for instance. I liked it that we had like what was a, a probably seven wordless pages of Kendall like cleaning a car, changing her clothes, getting on a motorbike, yes. and those seven wordless pages completely changed who the character of Kendall was without 
saying a word. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. And suggested so much in, like I said, just, just purely the art. And I uh, really appreciate that you could spend an entire page just cleaning down a car and getting every detail. Mm. And I was really into it. Yeah, no, that was definitely like one of the coolest sort of things. The fact it did actually take its time to do that, like that it was like just that that tran- that like you say that transformation and that sort of aftermath mm-hmm. um, of the sequence, like that we just watched, like um, getting to kind of see how the character dealt with the immediate aftermath of it, like the kind of cold, just no, like no, like no words, nothing like even that sort of indication you get of sort of, you can get sometimes of like heavy sort of panicked breathing or anything. It's just like 100% sort of business. Like, and it conveys character quite well. Hmm. I think like it tells you so much, and I think in a in a medium which is, uh, some might argue broadly fifty percent kind of script and art. I think to be able to tell so much. I mean, the fact that she's got this bike ready in the woods suddenly means that everything up to that point is completely planned. Yes, yeah. And it, yeah. It, it just it tells you that without any exposition whatsoever. I don't really like old much old reading much older comic books it's normally because of that narration that is literally like it's showing you what's happening it's telling you what's happening somebody's thinking about what's happening and saying out loud all at the same time so to have that entirely stripped away i just i thought was really really cool i uh Mm. uh, yeah i appreciate the fact that actually this doesn't really it doesn't have a story (laughs) like there's No. no there's no real hook yet and i think uh this is a book that will read much better in trade yeah yeah i'm inclined to agree and i think we get yes um we get an interesting variety in art i think the whole like dream sequence portion is yeah wildly different and really shows how good terry moore is yeah because you'd think it was a different artist it's not it's all him but yeah it almost looks like i brought a different artist in for this bit but yeah i didn't it is actually all me and my talent yeah like it's like he's got a like a history of that sort of thing but it is never still sort of it's never any less surprising mm. um and impressive to actually see it yeah i think there's enough there for me to want to read it but i think i probably will this will be a trade wait for me i think yeah i i think it is gonna just yeah i think it's gonna feel more rewarding because the slow the kind of slow pace and the dedication to the detail um does mean that when you've read 25 pages and you feel like you haven't, it's kind of an... It's, yeah. Whilst it's very good, it is kind of weirdly annoying. It's the weird <laughs> argument about, like, va- value for yeah. money in entertainment, isn't it? Like, is it is it worth the same amount to go and see a film that's an hour and a half that's really good as it is to see a film that's three hours but shit? <laughs> you've paid the same amount of money, yeah. so where's, like... Um, I, uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily need it to be long. I don't think I just, oh, I, no. I, I would want, if I were to buy the second issue as an issue and not trade weight, I'd want the hook to be in there. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. Am- it's immediately. Just, it's that different. It's a very different approach 
to storytelling than you get in a lot of comics these days. That's um, it, yeah. And like you say, that in itself is quite refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because it just is telling its its story how very much, like, more is telling his story very much how he just wants to tell it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, it's just, yeah, just, every, every, like, not much happens, but like it tell that tells you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, like that was very cool. And it's it's all quality, all the, you know, it, yes. there's not a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it is a slow pace, but what you've got, it's not like another book where you'd just be like, Oh well, I'm not really interested in what's happening next. It's interesting enough that you go, Yes, the trade will be really you know the trade's gonna be good based on that, as opposed to well that didn't go anywhere, did it? <laughs> think it like it scores really high on like vibe just the the look of it and the feel and that it's it's creepy and it's insidious and she's like weirdly ageless i don't know if you got that from every time he like drew her in a different scenario she appeared like a different age like she seemed to be a teenager right at the beginning on the cliff when she's revealing her costume she looks much older and then when she kind of wakes up in bed she looks like she could be about six or seven (laughs) I don't yeah. know if that's on purpose to sort of keep you guessing, but um, no, I'm uh, I'm on board. Mm. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's fair. So that would then bring us to Matt and I breathed body. <laughs> so I I was, I was speaking of being on board. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, so I Breathed a Body, number one, um, was written by Zach Thompson, with art by Andy McDonald, colours by, by Triona Farrell, and uh, or Farrell. Um, letterer was, the letterer was uh, Hassan uh, Otsmane Elhow. Um, yeah, so this book... <laughs> Um, to try and describe it exactly it's um, I I believe that Zach uh, described it as what was it Uh, boy uh, gets injected with the internet become um, um, like well maybe the internet and then stabs himself until his face uh, until his face comes off (laughs) Um, but no it's about like a sort of a a kind of problematic streamer, the creation of like a biological sort of internet mm. um, that In- seems to sort of yeah yeah like um and sort of biotechnology kind of internal politics sort of of that company. Um, and stuff like it's yeah and and kind of like the the like information becoming like being trans trans uh, transmitted by sort of biological means and like the internet or becoming part of the almost part of people I, yeah yes I, I think that's it like it's a 
been so entrenched in society that it sort of it becomes society and not, nothing is then more important than yeah it's like because it talks about um it it talks about like a a, a my like a mycena network which is like a real thing with um with mushrooms um and like fibers and sort of strands and stuff like um somebody's been watching the discovery no someone's <laughs> just like my dad um got really into um mycology um at one point when i was a teenager like so i know a little bit about like various funguses i actually went on i actually went on a on a, a, a like a fungus and uh walk um about seven <laughs> about about six months back um, through like a, a, a through a, a really really nice uh, the grounds are a really nice stately home. <laughs> ah, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I know a little bit about um, about this sort of stuff. But no. Um, did you find any internets while you were there with the mushrooms? I didn't. I I didn't try to plug into any of the mushrooms. <laughs> like I didn't try to use any of them as like a Wi-Fi hotspot. No. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I think you've done a pretty good job on a book, which is nearly impossible to explain in uh, anything less than an essay. Out of curiosity, what issue of I Breathed a Body do you think it will be where you understand what's going on? Um, how many issues is it going to run? <laughs> that, many. That, that wasn't the question, that Matt. <laughs> um, because I'm going to say it's either going to be the last issue or it's going to get cancelled the issue right before it's going to explain <laughs> to me what's, um, yeah. what's going on. But no, it's it's definitely an interesting book in some ways. Like that I that I, I, I quite liked. Like um all the stuff about like there's some stuff in there that's kind of about the 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 transferal of like memory from ourselves to um to the internet like and to technology like um and that's i that that sort of thing i really like to think about because i i've read a bit in the past um about the kind of develop like how how memory has has changed mm. um over like through history um and how people like how people remember things and how people contextualize kind of things and and you know and like things like storytelling and stuff and how that changes based on how people interact with the world around them um and the the means they have to tell said stories like so that kind like exploring that as an evolution uh, an evolution of that is yeah like very cool to me um but also um also ba- baby injected with internet um. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> in conclusion, they've been judged with internet. It, I mean, it took me, I mean, the fact that that very premise, it took me a long time to figure out that was what was going on. I had to... <laughs> I had to go back over that panel several times before I actually realised. That's yeah. how confused I... I just was... It was a permanent state of confusion. I felt like I had a handle oh, on it. And then I realised that, no, I do not have a handle on what this book is. Definitely. I, 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 was, I, I was the same. Like, I had to go through this book probably two, three times. This, there, there are still so many questions because this is a kind of we start with like occult vibes and hooded figures in robes yeah. sitting in the corner and then we're in a kind of not so distant future sci-fi book and oh the book is 100% like occulty like it's very much just like a modern approach to that. Yeah. It's a lot more sort of contemporary in its setting than I thought it would be though. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And I, I do think, you know what? It Okay. It varies, but there are some pages where the art is really good. Mm. Um, and then there are pages where... <laughs> Where the art looks like it's been a little bit too rushed. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think there are, there's a lot of building blocks of a really good book in here, I think. There's some stuff in the art, like some quite interesting panel stuff at, at places and interesting kind of perspectives where there's a scene where they're eating dinner uh, together. And yeah. it's just it's mm-hmm. kind of shot from outside a window. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to be, but it just adds a bit of extra kind of flavour. And those little bits i like uh oddly enough i i very rarely notice but i really like the lettering i like yeah, the that was um, about, i was literally about to say that this like the kind of collaboration between letterer and writer with the uh the highlighting kind of whoa, highlighters whoa, whoa, whoa. instead of no right the highlighting we're getting into i've got a whole thing about <laughs> the highlighting right at first <laughs> At right. first, I feel like the highlighted words have got some kind of usefulness or significance. And then there comes a point where, no, they don't. No, they don't. I it's just a man was... going mad with a highlighter pen. <laughs> I literally wrote them all out to see if there was a secret message. Right? Spoiler, spoiler alert, there was not a secret message. Yeah. Was... No. I very I... early... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I accepted very early on that it's simply just an artistic choice, and I enjoyed no, it. No, I... <laughs> I think it's for like I think it's for emphasis. Not all the time, because there are certain words that don't need to be emphasized. Like and to draw your attention to certain sort of to, to certain words. Like there are some places where I think it actually does change the way you read. Um, like to change the way you read the text um, like reading um, like the the, sort of the influencer uh, Milo, his like non-apology um, yeah. <laughs> I think that having the highlighters there the, hi- the highlighter bits there actually really like adds more to that vibe 
there is a, a narration box where the word highlighted, Matt, is if. <laughs> but then you, when you read it, you read it like, if. <laughs> I, I think, no, I, I think it's really good for emphasis. I think it, like, makes you pay attention to certain, like, to certain words more that, like, are, like, useful and important, like, that, that you know, sometimes, sometimes it'll be, like, when it's introducing, like, a character or a location, sometimes it's for emphasis, um, and it, I don't know whether it's also meant to make it feel like you're looking at, like, a a text interface yeah someone can't like you know like when you're working on some on on like a digital medium and you can just highlight Mm -hmm. various things like almost like these things would you know would be like hyperlinks or something you see i went old school (laughs) before the internet And basically, I thought about textbooks and people yes. just highlighting, but also sort of games people used to play at college. Like, let's highlight some random words and make people who read this book after us think there was some meaning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> These words are important for the... They're not. They're not. We're just like, having fun like, to highlight them. It's just like the anti-Hickman, like creating all this this language and then it turns out <laughs> nonsense anyway. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. This, this is a weird one. I think... The premise is interesting. Yeah. Question, question yeah. mark. Yeah. But I, I feel like narration and dialogue is a bit too there at times. I feel like in, it, it, in noticeable contrast to serial, I feel like I breathe the body. <laughs> whole lot of words. <laughs> Made yeah. too many yeah. words. Yeah. Pretty, pretty busy on the text. Um. I back to the kind of uh, occult feel for a second. I'm just, I've just gone back to look at like certain pages, and there's like, there's like flesh kind of everywhere in this book in a way like when, you know, like when you see um, one of the characters kind of go to make dinner. Yeah, and he goes down to like a cellar or something where like there's all this lab-grown meat and stuff like these carcasses. Um, and it don't look right, too man. Many legs. No, it, too many it, legs. No, there's so many sort of, of these little kind of occult feeling things, and then you get like the the sort of last page reveal or like penultimate sort of page reveal. Um, of like, yeah, st- stabbing with amulet and skin being ripped away, or possibly him being turned inside out again. Mm. <laughs> I, I think like test of time will will say, yeah. say one way or the other, but this will either be I... like a really great blending of horror and sci-fi. Or will just be two genres that just aren't getting on. Like, yeah, yeah. Right now, the two halves of it don't feel fully connected. We're kind of, as you no, said, we're, we're kind of bookended with this quite eldritch-looking horror. 
I I do think that it will read better in single issues. Actually, it's one of a, these rare books where I would definitely rather continue reading it mm. as singles for just like for the way that horror in this sort of way works for me, mm-hmm. where I don't want to be able to rush on to the next yeah, part. That's I fair. want it to be left lingering to sit with you for a bit Um, yeah yeah also the final panel is a harlan ellison um reference and i can like never not like that just out of curiosity did anyone else read the um yes the interview article article. yeah it it left me more confused (laughs) uh i appreciated it as like someone who's read tech sort of like who's read these like fawning um like interviews and uh, essays before about uh terrible pointless startups and mm. uh and like silicon valley sort of wunderkinds who have later been revealed to have been valued at two like two or three billion dollars only for it to turn out that they weren't actually making anything and stuff and it's like the tech press and like celebrity press kind of writing these sorts of things and it's got a good feel of that except about something that we know is actually weird and interesting Mm. Um, but it's got this same sort of like maybe like a person at more like that sort of a person slightly out of touch with what they're with like the the demographic that this is supposed that this is supposed to be sort of reaching out to and the sort of thing where they're explaining it to to the parents of the of the people who like they're writing about like so i I, I I have read my fair share of these sorts of articles, mm. um, and so I quite appreciated it. Um, it it does a good job of conveying that vibe. I I agree, and I think it it informs Milo a little bit because we almost don't get enough Milo. I think in this, yeah, and, I, and then his face I, falls off. So yeah, yeah I wonder. <laughs> whether that's deliberate in the sense of like he's seemingly like literally everywhere mm. um in the world and yeah, so nowhere. us only having him for a few pages kind of makes sense to me i guess yeah i can i can see that i can see the Less is more with the, you know, most famous man on the planet. You don't have too much of him. Overall, I thought there's there's promise to it. Yes. Without it being a complete, like, success from from beginning to end. Yeah. I I did very much like um, a lot of the... A lot of, like, the fashion choices in it yeah yeah um it feels like very sort of clothes that like 
Milo is dressed in this very sort of like streetwear, like very expensive streetwear mm-hmm. sort of way. Like um, his social media manager, like um, at uh, Anne, has yeah. like these yeah. really this like really gorgeous like um, blousey sort of dress um, thing, like that's yeah, just like like gorgeous looks like something that you might see kind of um in like you might see something sort of like that's 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 meant to be an affordable version of at like a matalan <laughs> or something but like yeah this version um is probably like more than we make in a month um yeah it's like there's really sort of great looking clothes and mm. um very real sort of trendy sort of looking um looking clothing and uh haircuts and everything it's it's cool in that regard one thing i've just thought of just sort of flicking back through the pages now is that maybe something is unfair to level at just a single issue but i realize that it never really shows you what the world like what the world is like under this no you see it you see a tiny little part of it you see the offices and the house and that's like it that's it you kind of see the people who are in the inner circle of this thing and it it might well be something which is expanded but i think if you set this premise up that kind of social media has become more important than money you know it's become the sort of uh the the currency of its day i kind of want to see how that works I kind of want to see what, yeah. your, what your ideas yeah. are of how that really functions. Um, like I say, maybe unfair to say that to yeah, know, I, the first 20-odd pages. I don't think really, like, I didn't need to see the intricacies of any of that. Like, I got my impressions of it from kind of... Like, like for, from kind of the, 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 the things we're told and shown sort of as it goes like yeah but i i understand like why you you might want more Mm. um so yeah uh i guess that brings us on to uh ha 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 -ha. (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's Uh probably one of the weirdest ordering experiences you're going to shop you got any copies of Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I like to think that's it, either that or you just start laughing maniacally and they go, "Got you, yeah, I yeah." Uh-huh. You up. yeah. So, so, haha, number one, and it's from Image Comics. It's um, W. Maxwell Prince, Vanessa Del Rey, Chris O'Holloran, and good old Neon. <laughs> Which That's, is a great, great it's name. Fabulous. Um, and so this is the first issue in again a kind of an anthology thing that um, W. Maxwell Prince is doing. He's um, doing stories about clowns. Hell's yeah! He is. Oh, well, I didn't know this was going to be an anthology. I missed that. Yeah, he's doing like a w- bunch of one shots about clown stuff for a reason i i don't know what the reason is and <laughs> in, in wow. this in this first of in of issues 
It's all about Bart. And Bart is a clown at an amusement park. Um, his world's fallen apart around him. You know, he's about to lose his job. His family think he's a joke. His best friends, well, his best friend just robbed him. Um, but Bart still thinks he's the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> and um, hilarity does not ensue. <laughs> yeah, not for Paul. I, and, the, and he the, might be right. He might. He, he might, might be, just be yeah, right. He might also have a streak of being delusional, or being dead, um, <laughs> or both. I, I, I've got a couple of early things I want to throw in before I forget. So there are two. One, the front cover, and this is—I I don't know if this is intentional or by accident—but the fact that. We've just got surnames for creators, so it's just Prince Del Rey, which re- which is, you know, literally translates to Prince the King. And <laughs> that is actually uh, right. that's good. I, that I like good, that. Yeah. Also, Maybe this the entire project is just for that purpose, just for that one <laughs> reference. Uh, yeah. um, also, the fact that this issue is called Bartleby rejects the premise, which has this kind of, um, like. Chainsaw Kittens, The Autors, uh, Bell and Sebastian, like, song name vibe. Yeah. And all I could think after reading that was like, oh, man, what would that song be like? And <laughs> could I write Or I haven't read the book. Just sat <laughs> Yeah. That, that was all composing. Me, uh, and then sat, sat around thinking about, you know, ooh, should this have cello on it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bartleby rejects the premise is almost entirely my favourite thing in words to come out of this month's <laughs> comic. Just those four words back to back are like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> gets you. Yeah, better than the, that's the biggest problem. Better than the issue. <laughs> Sadly, I would agree with you on that one. Um, I... Oh well, yeah, I'm going to come from a different point of view. No, I, <laughs> I, I do like this, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel, or if I fully understand. But I don't think you. I don't think you should understand. <laughs> not completely. Like I think it, it. It reads a bit like a future shock. Having brought up, brought them up earlier. It's that like one shot story with a like a twist at the end. Yeah, it's an O. Henry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I, I really like Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Um, which this feels again like the clown version of that. Like that was kind of anthology ish, just tied together by this weird Ice Cream Man. Yes. Um, mm. I wonder if there's going to be any connective tissue in this, like. Uh, I have no idea, but <laughs> if there's going to be anything that connects these together, but just as a little kind of, I don't know, just weird, like bad luck tale. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. And then when you do get to the end and like, it's so unclear as to what exactly has happened to him. Yeah. Um, but I think that's fine. Like either, either option is fun, is fun for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's some really good dialogue and narration. And I think 
ultimately, this is a really well put together issue. It's just an issue that is surreal from almost <laughs> the, from almost the get go. I think it's just like, huh? Well, goddamn, this is weird. <laughs> See, I I thought it was weird, but I also thought it was familiar weird in that it feels like this sort of weird has been done before. I don't know why, because I don't think it has. But that's the vibe I got was, this is weird, but at the same time, I don't feel like it's original weird. Have you read any Ice Cream Man, Angela? No, that's no. the weird, that's the say, weird it, thing. It has been done before by this Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've not read Ice Cream Man, so I was coming into it not really, you know, having not read that and not aware of his shtick. Um and yet, it's it. so, so why was shtick so accusational just then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This guy and his I clowns. Have, this, yeah, these guys. I will say my favourite <laughs> bit of the whole book is a little art um, reference to it. Yes. yes. That, um, was, that I really liked. Um, see, I, I, liked the, the weird, the, I liked the character in his own weird delusional way. And I liked his weird little dog. <laughs> and I liked the little eyes, Reg. But yeah, I don't know. Something just didn't... It just felt weird. And slightly... I feel like I've read this before, even though I haven't. I I can Which... see that from like me and Will, who've read Ice Cream Man. I, I'm, I'm not sure why this seems so familiar for you, but I'm no. sure it will become apparent at some point. There's probably I, um, a book I've read somewhere in the deep dark yeah. that this reminds me of that I can't place right now. I did wonder, is it just because Vanessa Del Rey did um, Redlands, which we discussed last year? Do you know what? It could be. It could very well be. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a valid reason. One of my favourite things, actually, other than the It reference, which was good. It was and. Um, is that when we first get that like double page spread of Funville, mm-hmm. um, mm. two of the stands, um, the like names on the stands are layouts by John Starr and pencils and ink by Vanessa Del Rey. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Oh, God damn, I missed that. Um, I don't think I've spotted that the first time, but it's a nice little weird work into the designness. <laughs> Now, yeah. don't take this the wrong way, but I think my favourite bit of art is the, like, two-page, eight-panel process of a bullet going into this man's brain. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> and that's what anyone... Will will be telling his therapist tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> this, is how, this is why we judge Will sometimes. <laughs> I, I think what's what, the reason we need to judge Will is the fact that he counted the panels on. <laughs> I can count. <laughs> see maybe that maybe that reminded me of an early episode of csi when they first pioneered all those sorts of things about bullets going in people's brains with oh. effects maybe that's what was familiar who's to say i i regularly think about some of the craziest episodes of those sorts of television all the time. I know this is a divergence, but one of my favourites um, is this time when um, it might be NCIS even, but it's one of those shows where um, they 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 have the bones of a of a victim. Is it bones? Um, 
It's not Bones, weirdly, though I did recently actually learn about an episode of Bones where they have to try and figure out if um, if Kennedy was shot by a second sniper. Whether somebody shot a bone. Um, but this ball. one, they, they, they have the bones of like a victim, and um, they're scanning them into the crime computer. That's um, CSI. That, That's CSI but, New but, York. Let me finish. But the bones have um, have been scraped onto them. They have computer code oh, that's yeah. for malware. Yeah. They I, ha- they're infected with a virus by scanning bones. I, that's beautiful. I'm sorry. I I never get to talk about this, and I oh god, I need to. Has anyone else seen the episode of CSI New York where a parrot and a cat kill a couple? Yes. No. Oh. Isn't it the best fucking it's, thing? It's, that's why <laughs> CSI New York is the best of the CSIs. Because, I mean, there's Also the first to go away. Yeah. The guy killed by pigeons. That was good. <laughs> if um, the last scene isn't a cat and a parrot looking at each other and <laughs> winking, then... It was... I mean, <laughs> jumping yeah. a river, because that is the best ending to any TV show. Them just <laughs> celebrating the fact they got away with it. Um, but no, I, you, like, they couldn't prosecute. I doubt anyone else here has ever watched Baywatch Nights. But second season of Baywatch Nights, when it becomes when it becomes the X Files, there's an episode. So I'm just thinking about uh, crime stuff now. There's an episode where um, David Hasselhoff and his uh, his partner at the, dete- the 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 private detective agency um, go into a computer game, and yeah. his his partner in that talks about having gone to missed tournaments um, oh. in college. It's a line that comes up all the time, and we're just like, does she mean speed running, or like was she early on in the speed running community? Okay. Are we going to see her show up this year on AGDQ? Of any uh, of any game they could have possibly picked to decide to make a tournament like, out of, they go for the missed. the point and click the point <laughs> puzzle game. Puzzle game missed. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I'm going to desperately try and get us back onto the book we're talking Sorry, about. Sorry, one last second, Cloud. Angela. Angela, yeah. let's ditch Zach for an episode and just do a Baywatch Nights. Oh, yes. Um, special. We can do the one where the wind makes people kill each other, or the one where there's a surfing alien who can control lightning. Because that could tie in. That could tie into the Fantastic Four. Because we could pretend it's a sequel to uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> Rise, of when... surfer. <laughs> Rise of the Alien Surfer. Rise of the Alien Lightning Controlling Surfer. Never release it. To now being now, I want to be on it. <laughs> um, so uh, back to the back to the book. Um, I. I, I liked it. Like I said, like, it's an odd book in yep. like, um, but I like, I really liked the, the range in the art, like the, um, like the, the, the ability to go from like the really sort of realistic kind of those scratchy, mm. uh, and very like heavy, like lots of lines and stuff to the kind of much more cartoony. Like when he's driving back and he sees his, um, that he, he sees his clown friend 
um, who mugged him on the way, and like now he's just this like very caricature sort of of a clown, like like all sorts of like all like balls and like Mickey Mouse gloves, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. stuff, and like how the kind of the lines shift from that sort of very thick, very dark to like the only sort of extra lines being like cross hatching um, on the, on his jacket and trousers. Mm-hmm. Like I love that sort of ability to kind of shift. Um, it's, it's very, very cool. And like the, um, the, the, uh, like the balloon sculpture people like yeah. with his family. I think I may have just noticed this and it might be complete bollocks. So bear with. <laughs> but I think that like every time he is doing something or somewhere which he finds like really mundane or not part of his clown life is when the art is really like dark and scratchy. So yeah. it's when he's at home with his family, it's when he's in the bank, it's when he's getting his check. Mm-hmm. And when he's outside or amongst the circus or like amongst the things that he thinks are important. Or inside it, his own brain. Well, yeah. like that, like that bullet. Uh, I think at that point, like everything becomes quite uh, yeah, hype, almost like like the colours, become... like the colours replace the scratchiness, like the colours, yeah, replace that that ink. But when he's driving home, and there are the balloons in the sky, and sort of dinosaurs poking their necks over trees, and the skies are oranges and yellows and pinks, and it's quite vivid from the previous, I don't know, maybe five or six pages inside the bank, that outside from him, as dressed as a clown, everything else is quite just sort of dark and shadowy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think he might show the, the things that he cares about versus, like, he doesn't really actually care about, like, the money to feed his children. He cares about being <laughs> a clown. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's just a yeah. byproduct of what he wants to do with his life, which is be a clown. Yeah, it's, like, it's simple man who loves clowning. Yeah, it's like it's like the family was something you did because society tells you to be happy and had to have a lucky life and a perfect. You have to have the wife and the two kids and the small dog. That's it, isn't I, it? It's wife, two kids, small dog in American suburbia. It's like yeah. the most mundane possible lifestyle. But he just wants to be a clown. <laughs> I did actually like um, talking of like some of the lines uh, we liked earlier. Like, I I I love. Um, like Phil, his clown friend, just like I don't need, I didn't need the quote. But I just love the kind of very um, sort of working, working stiff sort of way of talking about Thomas Hobbes by just saying like, "Oh, Tommy Hobbes was right." Um, like when it's just like life is nasty, uh, nasty, brutish, and short. Like I, I just love referring to like Thomas Hobbes as "Old Tommy Hobbes." Um, whilst you're dressed in clown, like in a in full clown makeup, everything like that that speaks to me. Um, <laughs> I I can I can get that I can get that that's who Matt is. Um, it, it reads almost like it, it speaks to me in the same way as like a as like a a, a peanuts strip. <laughs> it reads like something that like. You'd get in there like the, the the way that they'll say like old Charlie Brown, yeah. But talking about like talking about a classical philosopher. <laughs> I only just notice as well that he turns into a balloon at the end. Yeah, yeah. But they're <laughs> Sorry. all balloons Sorry to together. Yeah. 
Um, it, it, so the next issue is going to be um, Prince with uh, Zoe Thorogood. Thorogood? Thorogood? Thorogood, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of curious as to what direction you can take this series if you're doing clown one-shots. I just... I think I've just got so many questions as to what that really means. <laughs> Bad clown one-shot. Well, I'm hoping that it's just a vessel for his, like, clearly mad brain. That it, they're just a backdrop. They're just a reason to tie these stories together. Like, I kind of get the impression that he just has these... Uh, just these little kind of short twisted ideas yeah wants to put them down but then wants to tie them with something and i think this is just uh, clowns it's clowns, clowns. I do w- clowns are easier than bank managers and things like <laughs> yeah. that like you know accountants. <laughs> I, I do wonder if he if this stemmed from ice cream man like did he have a clown issue of ice cream man and then he's like oh man I reckon I could do like 10 of these. <laughs> and it's like, bam, next series, clowns, man. That's that's who I am today. And is, is that going to be it? He's just going to, first it was ice cream, then it's clowns. It can go in any surreal birthday party nice. themed direction. Magicians. Yeah. Sad magicians. Bad magicians. Actually edit that out as well. That's another good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, I, I like this issue, and I, I am curious as to what comes next. And also yeah. a little bit terrified of what comes next, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I have just written in my notes that this was, you know, unnerving and surreal. And I think those are the, like, yeah, words that were best suited to it. I think I, I'd add one more word. Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, unnerving and surreal clowns. I'm not immediately like drawn to horror as one of my, but when it's, I, I think I need the that level of oddity of weirdness mm. to to draw me in. Um, I think classic horror stuff, particularly like classic monsters, just don't they really don't do anything for me. But you put Frankenstein in a wig and some face paint, <laughs> ba bam, done. That's it. I'm on board. Make Frankenstein pull a Franken rabbit out of his Franken hat, and um, yeah, yeah, get get him like get Frankenstein's monster on Frankenstein's monster's unicycle, (laughs) (laughs) or a tiny little car. (laughs) Yeah, see how many classic like Universal monsters you can fit in a car. Yeah, Wolfman, the Mummy, (laughs) yeah, yeah, from the Black Lagoon, yeah, Invisible Man. Yeah, I mean the Invisible Man. You can just like would actually like it would defeat the purpose of the Invisible Man to have him as a clown because you'd have to put on all the pancake. <laughs> um, like, so so you'd just be like, well, guess uh, guess you, you're the, you're visible though with no eyes. He could paint them on his eyelids, and then when he blinked, Apparently yeah, but being then visible isn't impressive so, enough. <laughs> I think there's something altogether more menacing about being visible, but with invisible eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that is... 
<laughs> that is deeply unsettling. I am not happy with this. Would you find visual. it more disturbing yeah. to have invisible eyes or an invisible like mouth, so that when you opened your mouth, <laughs> you could just see like the, the insides. You just see that sort of hollow man, um, <laughs> sort of like. <laughs> Oh man, we are so far off track. It's the, the track is gone. Yeah, did the track ever really exist? Dib dib dib. Right, sh- stop, shall stop, we? Stop. Shall we? Shall we get back on a track? I yep. can't guarantee how good this track will be. <laughs> it's a bit rickety. I've stuck it together with, you know, yeah, wear and duct just, tape, but it yeah, holds. Yeah. Little old for now. So used all the ingenuity and uh, and skills you were taught uh, as, a, as, a, as a brownie because I was never yep. a scout. But yep. however, scouts honor number one from Aftershock is written and created by David Pose. The art is by Luca Casalanguida. The colorist is Matt Miller. And the letterer is Carlos M. Manguel. There is a whole list of other people on the page that I'm gonna I'm gonna give them some credit here. So the credits also say Andy Clark with Jose Villarubia did the cover. Bent Schoonover with Kurt Michael Russell did the incentive cover. What incentive? Uh, Charles Pritchett did the logo design. Good for him. And Christina Harrington was the editor. Alas, I have no production credit for you today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like... But yeah, it's, other than that. Yeah. So, the premise of Scouts Honor, weirdly, it involves Scouts. So, in a post-apocalyptic future, um, we meet some Ranger Scouts. Um, Kit and Dev are the ones we have to care about, because we all know what happens to Edward. Um, poor and Edward. Poor Edward. <laughs> R.I.P. More like Deadwood, am I right? (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. So, basically, um, Kit is like the the bestest scout, whatever did scout, um, gets a merit badge and everything um, for killing a, you know, a wild... A gamma boar, yes. The most metal words in the world, right? Gamma boar. All caps, no space. Yep. I, I love pigs, so yeah. I was happy to see a gamma pig. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's, there's a bit of rivalry between Kit and Dev. Turns out Kit's hiding something. Um, yeah. Um, Kit may not be what they say they are in terms of gender. Um, but basically, then Kit and Dev have to go, they have to go on a dangerous mission um, to check out the highwaymen who are causing the trouble. So basically, the Ranger Scouts are a cult led by the Scoutmaster who sort of impose their law and order on the people. Uh, but the highwaymen live out of the civilization. Uh, therefore, they have to undertake a dangerous mission to check out the threat of the highwaymen. And... Um, Secrets uh, are revealed with regards to the truth about the Ranger Scouts. Yep. I liked this book a lot. I did too. <laughs> it was Anyone my favourite. I did three. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. I, I did have, and this is Good much discussion. like the much like the Bell and Sebastianness of um, Bartleby rejects the premise. As yeah, soon as they said. 
highwaymen. And I, I was already obviously in a music place <laughs> with Gamma Bore. But as soon as they said highwayman, all I could think about was Adaman. And, you yeah. know. Because yeah. you are the dandy highwayman. Uh, I was yeah. scared to mention. <laughs> Spend my cash on looking <laughs> flash and grabbing, flash, your, grabbing attention. your attention. <laughs> I was, as a, as a younger man, I was a scout. And um, yeah. so, I, sorry, a... I really thought you were going to say I was as a younger man a new romantic, and we were <laughs> going a whole different. That was was... Boy in scouts, we were allowed to have flock of seagulls haircut, and it uh, was a thing. And this is remarkably accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I was, we did I was kill not allowed. To... Yeah, many of us died. <laughs> Yeah, see, well, we uh, never got to do any of this fun in the brownies. I never got to shoot arrows at, you know, gamma balls or go on dangerous missions to uncover, you know, highwaymen or be kidnapped by a mysterious, nameless, disc-shaped robot. I I never got to be a scout or a brownie, but I, I did dress as a highwayman for a Halloween party once, so. <laughs> that's good. There you go. That's kind of, um, that's, that's kind I, of... I even volunteered as a beaver, a beaver's leader. Um, for a little while. Was was there any gamma boar killing involved in the beavers? Not for the beavers. No, no. that they... starts at, that starts at Cobb's level. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after some technical difficulties, um, not pointing the finger at will anyone. Um, so like it's 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 good to be back and to be returning to Scout's Honor. Which is a really good book, as we were getting into before Gamma Balls happened and, and kidnapped Will. <laughs> it was tragic. Um, who's muted? <laughs> he's either muted or we can't or hear him. Or he's just fucking with us. I'm just fucking with you. Oh, God damn it! Too much of my internet got into a baby, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it all went it all went awry. Oh, no, mushroom, yeah, mushrooms are not reliable. <laughs> Babyation poisoning. Um, yeah, so so uh, it's 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 it's. I really liked this book. Um, yeah, like the I I loved all of the kind of. The, the talk that's like all the, the way that ev- everyone kind of thinks in terms of merit badges and yeah. um, like the the scouts code um, everything like you know and um, that's yeah like it's it's a it's a fun um, like premise to rebuild a society mm-hmm. um, on I say fun. Um, but Inverted it's commas. In, yes, but it's like um, scouting for boys, isn't it? It's that kind of yeah. scouting manual that they've built this world around. Did, um, does anybody know Will Self? Yes. Yes. I'm not sure what I make of the man entirely, but he did write a book once about a uh, like a hard man who gets sent to prison and knows he's never going to see his son. So writes him a book about what it means to be a man. And in this version's head, that is like being a brute, being mean, be like taking what you want, being aggressive. And then thousands of years later, after society's collapsed, they dig up this book and their, their entire society is built around this one guy's like insane version of what it, what it means to be a man. And it's kind of got that similar premise as after the world's end, they've got this one yeah. manual 
and they apply yeah. it like religion and to the point that their entire way of life is built around being a rad yeah. scout. Yeah, it's that same way of like um, the the kind of like classic sort of Fallout stuff of, um, of like a vault with a with like a premise for experimentation and um, social restructuring and stuff. This time it is just what if scouts. Um, but then there's the actual like then there's the twist, which yeah is very much that like the kind of deliberate sort of recreation of um, of how these people kind of interact with each other is this kind of deliberate restructuring um, around it, this sort of attempt to kind of indoctrinate um, people in this like hyper kind of struct, hyper sort of um, structured um, chauvinistic uh, manner to kind of inspire them to be the next generation of, of um, incredible soldiers that America will need to reclaim the wastes. And instead they just basically become another gang. Yeah. What, what, I, what I liked was the fact that this whole premise we find out is is built basically on a lie. On a lie, yeah. On a lie. But you also have Kit, who is lying to the cultish people whose cult is built on lies yeah. about who they are. And that was a... I liked that parallel. I really liked Kit as a character. I think David Propose does characters very well. Um, and I think you know, yes, he's a cis man and, you know, we have to go into the nature of, you know, certain creators of certain genders writing characters of certain genders. I don't think that's a problem here. Um, no, I didn't feel that. Which like... I like. I, I felt like it was authentic, it was true, and you could definitely sort of sympathise and empathise with Kit, which yeah. I I really liked. Yeah, again, I, I, I say it as a, as a cis as like a cis man that like it, it is something that can sometimes be handled poorly but here so far hasn't been hasn't been the centre enough to kind of know for sure but looks it seems to be being handled yeah I mean we're, we're only an issue in and that, we've yeah not, exactly yeah so there is the potential for this to go horrifically wrong. Yes. I have enough faith in the creative team that that isn't going to be the case because I think the art really works yes. for revealing I, what's yeah. going on. It's mm. genuinely like captures these kind of like all, all the like that that kind of particular stage of youth and development where yeah. like a where where like biological sex is is kind of hard to tell, um, like as long as certain sort of secondary characteristics are sort of disguised, like and like Kit, you just like you just believe I like any way that you were told, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like up until the reveal, yeah, yeah. 
and then you can you can go back and then see. So it's not it's not at all obvious. The reveals kind of I wouldn't say shocking i suppose it's surprising yeah but when yeah. you get that reveal you can then go back and you can actually see ah actually yeah yeah exactly sense. like yeah that the the art never kind of gives it away yeah. but is when you know going back is quite like again just you're like oh yeah no that yeah, yeah. um and yeah, just we talked a lot about how much we like um, post-apocalyptic books on this yes. podcast, like and <laughs> different types of them and different kind of approaches to the aftermath. Mm. I, I think yeah. we might be due for a like break in post-apocalyptic. Yes. Yeah, but, it's, it's a favorite topic among indie books. <laughs> Yeah, and what does it say about the last, like, you know, well, year I, yeah. had such well, a wealth of... Hopefully, post, yeah. well, hopefully we'll somehow find a way to be on the verge of, like, post-capitalism. Like, um, and then, you know, we'll all be happy and we'll have no more need um, for post-apocalyptic literature because the future will only be bright, comrades. <laughs> Oh man! So, all in all, it sounds like we're all firmly united in liking Scout's Honor. I will. I will read this in singles. That's. I mean, I reread this three times, not because I had to, because podcast, and I needed to get down what happened in it, um, or read it several times, like I breathed a body to understand what on earth is going on. Yeah. yeah. This I genuinely chose to reread because I enjoyed it that much. Yes. That's a very good sign. Um, yeah, I flicked through it a few times. Like, I read through it thoroughly once and flicked through it a few times just to kind of refresh myself on it. it like, in a way, because I enjoyed it and wanting to kind of, like I said, like, look back over it for things I might have missed. For like, mm. Because I was like, oh, this book's, yeah, gorgeous. Um, and like... I want to to do things like go back and look at all the little sort of the the the, the merit badges, um, and like, yeah, I, I want to go and look at the 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 the, the, the big pig, um, <laughs> and mourn poor Deadwood. I, I I agree with you, Matt, and I think if um, Will hadn't had to go to his emergency client meeting, he would agree with us. <laughs> yes, too. thank you, yeah. Zach, for agreeing with me on the glorious future. Um, we look forward to what's capitalism has gone. <laughs> and we base our cult on Ranger Scouts. Um, so shall we go to kind of our individual sort of feelings of ranking uh, the books we read for this month? Yes. Matt, why don't you start? Yeah. Um, well, the, the answer to that is very, very clear, Zach, because I'm not prepared. No, um, <laughs> so I... I would say that, like, the in in kind of the last sort of in 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 like that sort of fourth place would probably like I really really liked it, but without more issues, I couldn't sort of like I I, I couldn't tell you and I couldn't give it any more. Was um was serial. 
probably. Okay. Um, like, and that's more just a case of it with its pacing, which I have kind of both like praised and kind of said feels feels awkward, like for a sit for a first issue. Mm. This book will would be much much higher if I had more of it to read. I think, like yeah. I I feel like it might yeah it could have been like a, a second or a, or a first sort of book. Um, but for now, it's kind of in that sort of last um, place. Like then, it's difficult for me to kind of pick. Um, between Haha and um, I Breathe a Body, like, but I think next is probably Haha. Um, <laughs> because, again, I liked Haha quite quite a bit. I thought the I, I thought the art was gorgeous, um, and there was some great little kind of bits of storytelling in it, but. I obviously with it being like one and done stories. Mm. Um, what I want sometimes is to that 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 feeling of excitement and interest for what exactly is going to happen next. And like, whilst Haha has that in the sense of, well, I get another totally different clown story. Um, not having any sense of what that's going to be is exciting, but doesn't give me something to sort of latch onto in the same way. Whereas, yeah. I Breathe the Body is like maybe flawed, but interesting mm. in the sense of like, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes um and see whether the kind of whether it's particular sort of genre uh genre mashup um works like the kind of bio like uh biological kind of science fiction horror Mm. um occulty stuff um like i it's an interesting enough situation and premise for me to want to see where it's going to go um and then yep yeah, scouts on a I, i'm just yeah i i i just found it quite a charming little book um like it's got I think it's got real promise. I agree. I think that's... So, Zach. <laughs> um, Alright, so... Different from Matt. Um, I, I think... I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not. I, I could have... If you'd asked me five minutes earlier or five minutes later, um, like, four, three, and two could have probably swapped around Mm. um so i think in reverse order (laughs) um 
I breathed a body, serial, ha-ha, Scout's Honor. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I, I could have totally gone with that as well. Um, yeah, I, I think Scout's Honor is the, the most interesting and has so much potential and so much, so many directions it can go in. Um, ha-ha, I feel like... I'm not even crazy about clowns, and I think I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Um, Serial, I think he's going to be a hell of a trade, and even though I don't know what it's really about. Um, I Breathed a Body, I feel like, is is the book I know the least about, though. I feel... Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a lot to digest. I kind of wonder how it's going to come together whereas serial is not much in quite a lot of pages i feel like i breathed a body is almost a trade in in one issue and it all needs so much space to breathe that i feel like it's going to be a very intense and chaotic experience but don't get me wrong i'm probably going to read all of this be it in trade singles um Sent to me by Angela. I don't know. Um, hand, reca- hand recounted, like um, verbally recounted by Matt. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, like oral tradition. Yeah. yeah. Passed down from generation to generation. Um, so, yeah, slightly different from Matt, but only but in, again, a, in a like, complete sense. I Again, I could have 100% gone with that as my order as well. Like... The only sort of fixed point this time for me was Scout's Honor. Yeah, I agree. Um, How about you, Angela? Um, Mine was the same as yours. Mine was the same ranking, and it's been that way for a while. But let's go number four, I Breathe the Body, purely because I just don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. Mushrooms, baby internet, what? (laughs) And I like to have a little bit more of an idea about what's going on when i've read that much content um because there's a lot in there and yet i i don't understand it still um i would say serial at three because it will read really really well in trade it's not it's not great in and of itself but there is clear potential there that it's just crying out that yes in a trade this will be really really good ha ha even though I had a, even though it was weird, I like the fact that it has its own little narrative in there, its own little story. You know, I really liked the art in it. So yeah, and Scouts Honor, I was probably biased to like it anyway because of who's written it. Yeah. Um, but I was still actually, it was better than I thought. My expectations were quite high. Yeah. And it actually exceeded my expectations anyway. Because, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of different... There's all sorts of threads going on. You've got the Ranger Scout cult. You've got Kit as a character and identity. You've got the weird, disky robot that shows holograms of the <laughs> Oh, we didn't future. even mention that. Like, if you put a weird, disky robot of any sort in we there, that's automatically... Mention, we didn't even mention the... I'm mentioning it now, so robot. we can squeeze it in there. Thank um, you. 
and yeah, it's and then you've got the Highwaymen versus the Ranger Scouts, Dev, all those little things that I think could make a really interesting story. So yeah, I'll stick with that. I was going to stick with it anyway. It could have been rubbish, and I'd have probably stuck with it's, it. All the creative team, but never mind. It's nice that for once we all actually have the same number one, <laughs> and we'll pretend that. Hey, Will, what's your number one book? Scouts order. Fantastic, <laughs> thanks, Will. Do we yes. do we have? Has he managed to send us a message in the form of it's, some sort of clown balloon? It's <laughs> nice to actually have, like the very rare, not split down the middle on what the top book is of the week. Yes, I yeah. I concur. Um, yeah. Next month we'll be back to normal, and there will be arguments, and we uh, won't agree yes. on anything. But we started the new year off nicely in that there's more agreement than yeah, usual. Yeah, it's to remind us that we're all friends. Yes. Ish. Ish. Zach, <laughs> like you sat through eight eight and a bit hours of New Japan wrestling with me the other day. If that doesn't mean we're friends, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, okay, fine, we're friends, whatever, jeez. <laughs> Ugh, God, this guy. Um, <laughs> no, this this has been a, a fun, interesting chat. It's a shame Will vanished. And... He was kidnapped by Gamma Balls. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think it's been an interesting selection of books this January. Yeah. And... Um, so, Zach, do you want to uh, tell everyone again just about our sponsors before we... Uh wrap up so much like they were an error and half ago our, our sponsors are still traveling man uh still based in manchester leeds newcastle york. and york yeah nailed it uh they still sell comics manga all manner of nerdery um but currently you can find them online at travelingman.com uh, and you can find us online at bigger than capes.com or at bigger than capes on the Twitter, or bigger than capes on the Facebook, or yeah, or just like oh, you could throw, just send a, throw a yeah, or just smoke like throw signal. a rock, throw a rock with a with a letter attached to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that... send up smoke signals. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, and um, I like to think that we've you know proven this month that you know comics are bigger than capes and inside us all all along. <laughs> um so They're just not bigger than clowns <laughs> so we've been angela matt will and zach and uh we, we will continue to be. We'll also continue to be bigger than Kips. Yes. Bit, bit bigger <laughs> than Kips. <laughs> is that what we, are we? Is that uh, it? Is that the end? <laughs> yeah. we, I don't think we can top that. Yeah.